Hooley. On the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Their schedule doesn't have no. 10. Well, every every Big Ten school should be eliminated from the You class. would eliminate them if they play only 10 games? Yeah. yeah. Now, I know you better than that. I know you're the same guy who sat across from me at 1057 The Zone. When, what did you call the college fraud ball? Yeah. When Ohio State didn't get in the playoff. Now, I mean, admittedly, they played... Uh, 12 games that year. So right. you, what are you saying? You got to play 12 to be a legit? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Wow. Well, you don't think so? I don't think you're married to that. I think you're being... I think that's your COVID anger talking. Probably, but... You know, they say people are hangry when they're hungry and angry. We've got to come up with a term for the mixture of anger prompted by COVID. Kangry. Yeah. We should catch uh, well, Spiels is Kangry this I mean, when I, if I were on the... What do you think? Trademark Kangry? Did that hook on? No. Nobody'd wear that on a t-shirt? No. On a mask? I'm Kangry today? No, it's not because... Are you still Kangry? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, But I, I saw the OHSAA today is going to proceed forward, thank goodness. Well, at least they're going to start two days on well, Saturday. That's a win. So that's a pro- win. They're proceeding forward, and yeah. they're not taking the lead of... Um, the guy in charge of the state who continues not to give all the information, cherry picks data, and leads by fear. Kudos to Bob Goldring, interim uh, OHSAA commissioner. Shout out to uh, the Orville Red Riders, Bob uh, Goldring, a pride pride of Orville, Ohio. Yeah, Bob so, Knight and Bob Goldring, famous Bobs from you know, Orville. Now the thing is, uh, they they can't go to the ridiculous point of a, at least at the very. I, I understand there's got to be some compromise. I get it because of the situation. I don't understand it, but I can comprehend. I guess why there can be some compromise, but they got to let parents and as long as you can do like social distance thing, everybody wears their mask and sit six feet apart. Uh, then you should be able to do it. And, and go and watch your children play high school sports, especially those seniors, how important this is for them. So uh, there's got to be a, a middle ground somewhere where we can, you know, you can appease some people that are concerned and you can appease those that want to live in freedom and have the choice to choose over their own lives what they do and what they don't decide to do. And that's the thing, I, I think, the beautiful thing about the sports part of this mm-hmm. that nobody's talking about is the fact that, you know, you you don't have to play. You don't have to play. You You're understand not. the risk in the rules. It's every time you put on a football helmet, you understand the risk that Absolutely. you're going to get a concussion or you can become paralyzed. Tear an ACL in a non-contact and, and, drill. Yeah, it is and, possible to do. In a lot of sports. So any sports require, by nature, a, a risk taking attitude mm-hmm. and so those who choose to play understand that they might get the COVID and the COVID thing and you know going by data I and spare me the, the talk well I hope you get it and take it to your mother-in-law and then she dies and you die and suffer in, in irreparable heart damage or yeah. some BS which some of the stuff that I read is absolutely horrid of what these folks are willing yeah, to do. Yeah, my mentions are ugly. I don't I don't uh I do skim them, but I don't no. read them intently and Well, I mean all, all our mentions are ugly. You know, you're an accused murderer yeah. if 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 you decide to live in freedom all of a sudden. Uh but uh, once again, you know, thankfully we have people and just like the the 
idiotic rule of closing bars down at 10 o'clock. That lost, by the way. The yeah. judge said no to that. Well, he limited the governor on that one. Well, it's just, it doesn't make... Or was no, that the mayor? The mayor. That was it, the mayor. It, Andrew it, Ginther. It just yeah, doesn't oh make boy. sense. Okay, so COVID... Uh, hey, what, wait, 10.01? 10 o'clock. I got to be in bed. I, I got to wreak havoc COVID, tomorrow. COVID's a night owl. It, uh, you know, it, does, it hangs <laughs> out at home, and then at 10.01, it's out there in the bars. Um... I do have, I seriously, I do have one suggestion. If you're parents and you live in a school district, I'm not being um, sarcastic. I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, nothing would keep me from watching my children play sports in high school. Uh, and I would look at creative ways of trying to get into the game. Yeah. And the one thing that I would do is that I would organize as many people as possible if they banned anybody from going to these games and I would get signs and I would protest and that way I'm protected from COVID and they can't apparently they can't make you can't make me move make you move they can't take you out of there that's a great idea Spiels it was much better than my idea so get all the booster clubs together get all the parent clubs together And protest. Leave the frozen water bottles and ball bearings and slingshots Not and riot. high-powered lasers and everything. Leave that at home when you protest. Do it. Not riot. Do it. So. Don't do it mostly peacefully because a lot of people are getting hurt with the mostly peaceful process. <laughs> but to make it, make sure it's peaceful. That's what we advocate here on the uh, We Tackle Life we, we're podcast. A, we're pro-First Amendment. And we are pro-First That's Amendment. never changed nope. in the history of our relationship. For I did, 20 years or whatever it's been. I did hear yesterday, uh, yesterday, and I wish I knew, but there is somebody limiting, a local school district is limiting parents to, if you have a kid on the team, only two of you can attend the game. And I instantly saw the problem with that in that it wouldn't have been too many years ago that that would have eliminated either Sherry or I from going to a game because we had kids that we couldn't leave at home by themselves Mm -hmm. even now our kids are not crazy about being home alone after dark Mm -hmm. you know we we always try to be home by dark and i can't think of a time we're not just because you want to have your kids have that peace of mind so i think common sense could prevail here for instance our kids play at a rural school district and at a soccer game at a football game the stands are packed at a soccer game the stands are not packed it's the way and it is. You yes. could have one person on every bench and have half the benches left over, half the seats left There's over in the bleachers. Of room. So, you know, I don't know that maybe for football you got to limit it, you know, three people per player, two people per player. I, I, yeah. But on soccer, tennis, stuff like that, you don't have to make but the same policy why do we for every have sport. To, why do we have to limit it, limit it if masks are so effective? And I'm driving down That's a good point. Henderson Road and I see the propaganda of giant billboards uh, of mask. Okay, so I'm in. I wear the mask. Just for all you people that tweet Bruce and I, we wear, we wear mask, all right, because I'm inundated, and I, I want to be able to respect the businesses mm-hmm. that I um, attend or, or go and, and – I don't want to put a store clerk in, I'm the, not putting in the, the unfair position. I'm not putting those people in that position. Of having to, of having to police a governor's order. I'm not I'm just not going to do it. I'm, I, not doing I'm it. wearing the mask because yeah. I feel for the my fellow man, and I don't think they ought to have to enforce but that. But it, it's, it's like the rules aren't con- consistent. Uh, well, if I wear a mask, 
then why can't everybody go? Because yeah. masks work. That's all I'm told Ma- constantly. Masks work. Masks work. Masks work. Okay. So why can't everybody go to the game if masks work? But apparently that's not the case. Only because COVID, it doesn't work at uh, football games because of COVID. Because COVID has special powers at football games. It, it, it avoids riots and protests. But at football games, it'll penetrate the mask. Don't you see that? Yes. I think you there's know, still it's a little bit of Just grabbing things out of the air and just saying it, then, then cherry-picking things and not answering questions. I don't understand how you can be a leader and not be transparent and answer the questions when you're asked a question. How is that possible? How do you live with yourself? How do you deliberately... How do you deliberately not state the numbers? How do you do that? I mean, how is that even possible? I don't know. When somebody puts it in your face and you don't address it. I don't know. Because you have a viewpoint of coronavirus that you want to emphasize and you don't want to put anything anything out there that might reinforce the opinions of people like you and I who are willing to run the risk and live our lives because we don't cling to our life with white knuckles. No, we we don't. But we also are rule followers. Yep, that's right. By nature. Yep. And I was thinking about having fear, and you're going to read something there in a second mm-hmm. about fear. Um, the other question I have for you, and I want you to ponder this, and okay. maybe some of the listeners think about this also. If my school district, and you're a tax-paying citizen. I am. I'm a tax-paying yep. citizen. I don't mind paying taxes. I really don't. I mean, that's my civic duty. And I'm, I think I'm a very civic-oriented person. I I take responsibility for where I live, um, and and doing my civic duty and paying taxes. Mm-hmm. If my school system chooses to not go to school, not use the school, and have the kids sit on a computer for two hours a day, where admittedly it's useless. Now, wait a minute. You Don lemon me there. Admittedly, it's useless. What do you mean? It's Who admitted minimal. that it's useless? Well, it's not useless. I say, is it as is it as effective as being in school? I wouldn't think so. Or we've okay. been wasting our time all these years yes, actually exactly. going to school. Exactly. So, am I as 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 long as that school is closed down? Do I have a uh, right to reclaim the taxes from that school? I think you have a strong case. I'm serious. At least a portion, because I mean, no, as long as a portion of your taxes would go to the upkeep of the building, right? Paying the bills, paying the heating bill, air conditioning bill. I mean, if they don't have anybody in there teaching them, then their bills should be less. So, wouldn't if their bills be less, wouldn't your bill be less? That's I'm serious. I I, I want to. I'm I'm not trying to be a a confrontational. I'm not trying to be trying to be fair. That's a fair question, is it not? I think so. I think if I'm a Parent, no, I'm not a parent yet of a college student. But you are. Right. Well, we and got a refund from Ohio U last year. Good. You should have. I mean, if all the colleges are doing the online learning, then oh, I don't know why you'd have to pay what you normally pay for a college education. Right. You don't. You shouldn't. There's no way. So this could be a radical um, impact sure. and, in many, many and, areas. And the destruction of many colleges and universities. Could be. Yeah, there's the no doubt about it. The destruction of many colleges and universities. Not to mention a lot of athletic departments and, at big-time schools. And the destruction of athletic uh, departments. Yeah. yeah. Because be. we're afraid to take risk when, in fact, there is risk surrounding us 
every single day. There is the threat of death surrounding us every single day. There's the threat of life-changing diseases surrounding us every single day. And we're doing this for, for a virus with a 99% survival rate. 99% plus. You know, the very nature of sports is next man up, persevere through adversity, uh, you know, press on. The very nature of sports. So, you know, because Chris and I uh, have had our lives uh, center around and intertwine with sports for a long time, I don't think our mm-hmm. perspective on this should be surprising. I don't think a lot of people's perspective on this should be surprising. I don't know if Governor DeWine, I know he's a sports fan, I know he's a sports fan. He's a big Reds fan. He's a big Ohio State fan. I ran into him outside the uh, former University of Phoenix Stadium before Ohio State lost to Clemson in a playoff. I know he's a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has a sports mindset no. of next man up, persevere, no matter what, no excuses. All those things we talk about in sports, I think, apply. And that's why sports at the high school level are so important for young people. Not because they're playing for a scholarship. Here's why sports are important. Because on a team, at times, you will have the kid who won't start, won't play, won't contribute much on the field. But he is nevertheless a part of the team. And the teammates stick up for that person in school when they get teased. They lift them up. All the things, all the lessons, all the intangible benefits of sports help you in life. And if you take that away from young people, A, young people are going to do something. The misnomer in all this is if we eliminate on-site learning, all the kids will realize, oh, we're doing that because it's very dangerous out there. They're all going to stay home. They're not going to get together with their friends. Please, they're going to get together. And if you don't give them healthy activities to engage in they're going to invent other things and some of them may be unhealthy well and the fact that teen suicides are up and and, uh, everything i mean it just you got to stop the madness here's what i think of um the leader of the state of ohio i think he's got he's a good man at heart he's a good man at heart i i have no doubts about that i just think for whatever reason Something scared him so bad in his life. And this crisis has put him over the edge where he cannot take an objective view on what's going on. I'm not saying everything is hunky-dory, and I'm not like some people who say just, you know, obviously you have respect for this disease, Mm -hmm. and it has killed people, mainly older people especially when you send older people with COVID back into a senior center in a closed setting, it can kill people. Mm-hmm. New York. It can New have, Jersey. there's outliers where some younger people have died. I get it, but that's an outlier. That's an there's outlier. outliers in life in everything that we do. Yep. You know, but I, I am convinced, and, and maybe I'm wrong, I am convinced that um, for me, um, Something happened in his life, and I don't, know, I don't know anything about his life. Something happened in his life that has scared him so bad that he cannot see clearly. And I think the decisions that he makes are emotional decisions. And when you make emotional decisions, it is of my opinion that it's usually the wrong decision if it's an emotional decision 
as opposed to a practical decision. Um, the other thing you mentioned about sports, uh, that also goes, in my opinion, I'm a big believer in this because I, I watched other kids that had different interests than I did. There's a robotics club. I know a young man that just graduated from St. Charles that was so into the robotics club and his team. He, he, would, he would talk about his team and the teamwork, the band. Weren't you a member of the marching band? Oh, thank you for bringing that up. What else was I in high school? No, Come on, it's your daily mention. Well, you wore it two times. Thank you. Time. Yes. But, but yes, my father. The only issue I still have with my father is that he that. made me be in the marching. Whatever. You can say whatever you want as your father's not here to de uh, defend himself. Rest <laughs> in peace. That's the one thing, Dad. <laughs> There's, but I... I admire people in the band because it's a lot of work. They practice. Uh, you were in it, so you know. I'm, I'm not being facetious. I'm, I'm being. I'm not serious. sanctioning a word you're saying now. Do, does band not practice hard? Yes, they do. Don't they? And, they do. There's a lot of pride in being in a marching band. I mean, I remember when all my kids were younger that we used to take them down to uh, the National Guard building on Ohio State. What's that building called? You know what I'm uh, talking about? The Armory? It's right, yeah, right, 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 next, by, to Saint yeah, right next to St. John's. Yeah. The ROTC building. Yeah, the ROTC building. Thank yeah. you. And they used to have, they have band tryouts there. So we used to drive down there and park and walk, walk over when my kids were little, and I would sit there and watch the band tryouts for Ohio State. And I, and I garnered a whole new respect. Maslin Tigers at the Maslin Tiger Swing Band. Nice. Which was really cool and part of our tradition and and I had a lot of admiration because I used to watch them practice, and they were out there starting practice before we were starting practice. The point being is that's still a team thing and a learning effort. Drama so, clubs, too. My daughter's into that. She's afraid exactly. her fall school play. It's extracurricular activities. Right. And so to to, to think that – but then when, I, when stuff, like, gets publicized of where we have teachers – thinking that their lives are being threatened if they have to go back to work, then is, is the Walmart worker's life being threatened when he sees 10,000 customers a day? I would certainly think so. Is that being threatened? He doesn't have a choice. He's got to go. He's got to press on. He's got to provide for his family. And there, there were great ideas. Get, get, get a young teacher's aide in there to sit in the classroom and put yourself... Put the at-risk teacher on Zoom. Let the kids yeah. go to class. Have a proctor in the class to keep discipline and order. Yeah. Wait, what? Why won't we do that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, where are these? I mean, why can't we get answers to these questions? Well, a they have to be asked. And I, in fairness, don't watch the governor's press I, conferences. I, I, well, I'm done watching him because I can't get anything out of him. I'm done. I, um, I, Jack no... Windsor's doing his thing. The uh, Mansfield, I believe he's a radio reporter, right? Jack I, Windsor out of Mansfield. I don't know. Here's I get my notification that Jack Windsor's live on Facebook every night. Yeah. Jack Windsor will give you uh, a view that many reporters will not give you on this. Here's the thing that is frustrating me more than anything. And what bothers me is that when there are questions asked and not answered, I don't understand why we can't get the information that what's what's his viewpoint? What is the criteria for what's taking What's the decision making process? I think the people of the state of Ohio are entitled to know That's that's when I guess, their behavior yeah. is curtailed by the state in an unprecedented period of time your county moves from yellow to red i think it's fair for people to be given all the information that of goes why? into that decision why 
why would you do this? I think it's fair for people to get answers to why numbers that can be perceived as positive trends related to COVID. And by that, I would cite, yes, test results are up, but death rate is down. Right. Death rate is down. I mean, I think we all agree, while it is not exclusively the proper evaluation of COVID, not that it's not unpleasant to go through it, not that, you know, the real grade on the severity of COVID is, do you die or do you not die? Mm-hmm. And if you if the numbers are such that the death rate is not now what it was in the beginning because of new treatments, earlier detection, right. more tests, whatever, this was an unknown enemy early on. Right. We certainly know more about it now than we knew then. We don't know everything we'd like to know about it, right. but we know more and we're treating it better. The numbers are indisputable that it is not pers- it is not as big a threat to your life now as we perceived it early right. on. And so I think for people to be uh, limited in things they did before freely to have, you got to wear a mask. You can't do this. You can't do that. Right. I'm trying to close the bars at 10. I'm trying to do th- I think people are owed a transparent explanation for why those decisions are made. And then give me the chance to evaluate your reasons and determine whether I agree with them or not. Not to give me the information really pushes me toward, okay, what's going on here? Well, giving you selected information. Yeah, Yeah, that's worse. And, and, you know, hurting small businesses. And I, I think, you know, why I take a stand a little bit is because I have... Uh, more fear of suicides. I was involved with a group called Alt Care called, in a program called You Matter, which was prevention of teen suicides, of domestic abuse, of violence, of people that have worked their whole entire lives to start a business. And arbitrarily, you're making decisions to destroy that. On based on what is it? Is I mean, it a, I know that's it, not the intent to destroy them, but that is the result. But if to ignore yeah. that is happening, that has to come into your decision making pro- uh, process. And to sit there and say, and this isn't uh, the governor, this is the mayor of Columbus, to sit there and say, "Well, we're shutting down at ten because wh- why?" <laughs> I think his reasoning. I, I'm always in a danger zone when I try to think like Andrew Ginther, but I would assume his rationale is that the bars have more people in them after 10 than they do before But 10. if the bars are following the rules, then what gives you the right to do that? Power. What get, I, mean, I mean, I'll say power on one hand, concern for others' well-being on the other. And by the way, this is, you know, this is all based off of this is all business. It's nothing personal. Again, I don't I don't know the man personal. I know a Lieutenant Governor John Husted personally. Uh, I want to tell you all about an exciting event. Um, it is going to be live on YouTube, right? Because yeah. we can't do any uh, in-person events anymore. So mark your calendar for August 9th, which tells which that tells me that is a Sunday. Sunday at noon. Sunday at noon. So not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Legends of Ohio State Football ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. And we all remember, I think, because many of us did it, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Six of, years ago. Uh, 
Was it really? Yeah. I was going to say three. Six wow. years ago. Time flies. Okay. So the premise of that was you douse yourself with a bucket of ice water and people raise money. They donate money to ALS, right. Lou Gehrig's disease. I don't know the full name for it, but it is a, it is a terrible uh, disease. It is uh, incurable at this point in time, and it afflicts William White, Chris's former teammate at right. Ohio State and with right. the Detroit Lions. Uh, William White, a great Buckeye, a great man, and someone who does not cling to life with white knuckles and, you know, you know, tenuously cling to life because William is uh, William has an eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, so on Sunday at noon, August the 9th, this event will include Chris Spielman as MC. Yeah, how about that? Wow. Well, you've done that before at the Stephanie's Champions Luncheon. Uh, honorary coach Greg Lashutka, former mayor of Columbus. He's representing Coach Hayes and Coach Bruce. Coach Hayes and Coach Bruce uh, because he played for Coach Hayes yeah. and would have been close with uh, Coach Bruce. Coach John Cooper, Coach Jim Tressel, and Coach Urban Meyer. Now, here's what I want to know. Am I to assume, because this is the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, that all of these gentlemen will be doused with an ice bucket? I think they're going to have teams on there. I know Mike Nugent's going to be involved, A.J. Hawk, Mike Doss. Uh, by the way, do you know Mike Doss was uh, uh, nominated for the College Football Hall of Fame? I did not know that. Yeah, so Congratulations, Michael. Mike, yeah, and Mike so. Doss. When I see him at church, I'll extend my You hand. go to your church? Yeah. Hmm. Um... YouTube.com. Yep. I just search ALS Central Ohio, and you'll find it. Uh, yeah, There's or, a or, long website yeah, here. I will put it on our Spielman yeah. and Hooley Facebook page. I'll put it on the We Tackle Twitter. I'll pump it on my social media. Chris Thanks. will do the same. We will get this out. And tell me, do you know how this will raise money? People will donate or yeah, what? Yeah, I think they'll donate uh, off the, the website. I'm sure it's all on there. But we're going to YouTube it. And uh, from my understanding, there's going the coaches will have certain players on their teams. And everybody's going to get doused in ice. And I'm going to MC it since uh Now, are you I getting doused? Not, probably not. Come on. I'm assuming... I, I did that before. I you did it, will. I did You'll it for, step up. Here's the thing. Um, here's the website. Yeah. This is pretty. Bit.ly, bit which that is a pretty common it is. way to shorten websites. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Bit.ly backslash OSU Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah. We, to donate and to create a world without ALS. Yeah. I think um, for for me and why, because I, I saw William yesterday. William's been battling this for a while. Mm-hmm. And William understands, you know, that maybe this isn't going to help him, but it's going to help those down the line. It's that's the his, essence of the Ohio State Woody Hayes mindset yeah, of paying it forward. And his his spirit and his willingness uh, to approach this whole thing, this ALS ba- ALS battle without fear, is inspiring. It, it is doesn't, inspiring. It does not stop him. His attitude, his laugh. I mean, and his body is is changing. I mean, it certainly has had its effect on him. Uh, I, th- you know, it's had a major effect on uh, his body and and how ALS is just devastating that way. But his approach. To not stopping life, <clears throat> not stopping enjoying life, not stop talking about all the good things. 
He is not governed by fear because he does have an eternal perspective. And he understands that. And um, that's why when I see people like William, I go back to even the attitude of uh, Stephanie and so many other dying cancer patients that I've talked to over the years, that their attitude uh, was that they were not afraid and they embraced life and they wanted to live life to its fullest, no matter the circumstances. And that's still living life responsibly. Nobody's, nobody's saying don't be responsible. Let me just say, and too. And so that's why I'm so adamant about what are we doing? We can still be responsible and understand, yes, everybody takes COVID very seriously. But to make ourselves prisoners in our minds... It's amazing the mind control that fear can have over people. Yeah, and fear is the Satan's enemy. Or f- uh, fear is Satan's ally. ar- ally's arsenal. It's his number one weapon, fear. And let me say in the case of Stephanie, uh, Stephanie passed away more than 10 years ago. No, 10, 2009, correct? Correct. Remember I called you? 11-19. Yes, I do remember. <laughs> Where I'll we? never forget that. 11-19... 2009. I called you. Yeah. Bad time to leave my phone at home. <laughs> I was trying to make a serious point. Oh, I, I should have known if I went down this road, <laughs> I'd get run over. That's, <laughs> and I deserve that's it. That's going to and be. And I deserve it. That's going to be. I deserve it. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll We'll tell the story after, but go ahead. But her words amid her battle, no doom and gloom right when things became heavy in the household and the um inevitability of where things appeared to be headed started to prevail she would often say no doom and gloom." when when it was it was forbidden yeah forbidden by anybody that walked in that house forbidden and maybe, you know what, you just hit on something there. And those words resonate with me today and have lifted me now after she has been gone for years. That attitude of don't wallow in the adversity. And I think, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I get somewhat emotional, right? I do. And, and I get, um, maybe that's why I've been angry, not angry, angry is not the right word. Extremely frustrated, extremely frustrated with leadership. And you enlighten me in the reason why I feel this way. And the reason why I feel like fear cannot be our guide. Fear cannot be the, the, the flag that we follow. And it's that. Because what resonated with me more than anything throughout that cancer journey battle was the courage that she faced a very difficult situation with. And what I learned from from that, what also resonated with me, and you just hit on it, and you reminded me of it. Anybody that walked in that house and they were down or they had a frown or they were, if they walked in with pity for her, she would jump their ass. No, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. You know? And so I think to watch that, 
than to watch people lead by a doom and gloom attitude is so infuriating to me. That's why I've had some of the responses that I had. But I also am not an idiot, and I understand what we're dealing with and understand the risk. And uh, I want people in this country, I want people to be able to have the choice whether to take that risk and play sports or take that risk and keep your bar and restaurant open. Workers, if you want to have that choice, I'm, I don't. I don't begrudge anybody. All these NFL player opt-outs, well, there's been 10. Good for you. You don't want to do it? It's your f- choice, it's your freedom? It's your choice, yeah. Uh, you better thank God that you have the freedom financially to be able to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a gift for you. But it's your choice, and that's fine. You do what you have to do. I wish they would give that choice to teachers. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I think they... They need to come up with creative ways to accommodate people who are at risk and to um, assure those who have uh, concerns. Uh, But we need to be in school. Kids need to be in school. I had a football coach I spoke to yesterday, a Central Ohio football coach. Uh, I'll identify him on Press Pros Magazine uh, by Friday when I write the story. I asked him, what would you say to – Governor DeWine, what would you say to John Husted? He said, I'd tell him to consider the consequences of the parallel pandemic. Now, I had not heard that term. Maybe that's a it. common term out there. I said, what do you mean by the parallel pandemic? He said, increase in domestic violence and suicide and drug abuse and all the things that kids are going to suffer. He talked about the decision to close, uh, to, to go to online learning for Columbus schools this fall. He called it a selfish decision. He said it's going to widen the gap between kids who are academically at risk and those who are not. It's going to widen a gap that I thought were protesting slash rioting to close. It's going to widen that gap. It just is. So, um, yeah, the parallel pandemic is something. I don't know if the governor's not considering that or if he undervalues that. But uh, He never talks about it. never talks about it. Ever. Ever. All right, so we've talked a lot about COVID. We'll continue to talk a lot about COVID because it's impossible not to, to it's impossible to separate well, it COVID. It affects sports, it too. It affects here. sports. That's why, because what I'm getting to here is that Ohio State sent an email to its season ticket holders on Tuesday. Uh, 20%, no more than 20% capacity in Ohio Stadium this fall. So 20,000 people, top uh, capacity. Uh, people who have paid, for, and more than twice that many people have already renewed their season tickets, and Ohio State has the money, which they will refund or allow you to apply to 2021 season tickets or allow you to apply to scholarships. Uh, people will have to wear masks, physical distance, limited concessions, no tailgating, no skull session in St. John Arena. So it'll be a dramatically different mm-hmm. year Experience. if we have football. And here's my thought on this is I understand the moves. I'm, I'm not saying it shouldn't. This This might be a prudent move. I think the fallout of this is going to be a lot of people are going to find out how pleasant it can be to watch a football game from home. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be hard for colleges to just automatically regain the attendance they're accustomed to because when you give people an alternative to what they're accustomed to, sometimes they like the alternative. Well, now they need to take the lead, Bruce. Now they need to take the lead of rescheduling those non-conference games. Maybe you can't do Oregon, which, again, I disagree with, but fine. But Buffalo and Bowling Green, which two schools that count on it, and both schools, as you know, 
just make Buffalo a 3.30 start. Those guys can get up at 7 in the morning, be down here by noon, change, get dressed, get out, warm up, and play and head back. Mm-hmm. And Bowling Green can leave at 10 and be, or, or at 9 in, or 8.15 and be here, warmed up, ready to go to play a game at noon. And it's not going to be <laughs> any different. So I, I don't understand. I mean, try to get some of those games back on the schedule. And I thought I heard yesterday from a reporter that there have been rumblings about putting those games back on the schedule. Maybe I'm wrong, but I saw where. I hope you're right. I saw where uh, Ball State scheduled a game with Iowa State since the Big Ten said, ah, oh, we can't play you because COVID is in non-conference, in non-conferences. How would Iowa State have an opening? I'm glad they did. They Ball did. States. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, exactly. I don't know. Um, do you, I did not know this until last night when I was talking with uh, some friends who were headed to Wittenberg to play soccer. Um, all D3 football has been canceled. Yeah. 21 D3 programs in the state of Ohio. Yeah, Noah had a coaching. No Mount Union. No. Noah had a coaching job, and it's canceled. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, High schools can play, but call it D three can't play. Explain that to me. I, I, and by I'm the way, high schools play. By the way, I said all along, colleges are going to be the biggest challenge because colleges you have the who's in charge, the kid or the or the parent. High schools, the parents are in charge. It's easy if they're twenty one, they make the decision. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Then you have the idealism of the college campuses. You have the whole like, do you have if you don't have students on well, campus, why is it safe for football players? The optics of college are harder than the optics of the NFL where it's pure football, because professionals are, you know, they're paid well, and then high school where people look at it as, well, the clock's ticking on this young person's time in high school, and if you take this opportunity away, they never get it back. So I think people are more apt, we're more apt to have high school sports and we're more apt to have professional sports Here's than we are to have thing. college sports. If you were to tell me, hey, I guarantee you if we cancel sports, none of those college kids are going to get covid how many stories are going to read about COVID hits Bowling Green, COVID hits Ball State, COVID hits Eastern Michigan, COVID hits Michigan, COVID hits Minnesota? Well, I think online learning exclusively is not the way to go. But no, I would I say if, if, lazy. You're, if you're going to, first of all, if I'm, a, if I'm a parent of a college student and you go to online learning... Give my money you, back. You better be giving me at least half my money back. At least. At least half my money back. Somewhere around 70% of my money back. Because you always, if you're going to sell the college experience and you don't have the college experience anymore because you're doing online learning, then you better be yeah. ponying up some cash. Um, so that's that's the, the first thing. I lost my train of thought because that's an important thing. It's the most important thing. I just don't understand if we're allowing high schools to play, then we can't allow D3 because you can social distance at a D3 football game at the highest levels. Yes, you can. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. Yes, you can. So, and I'm, I'm excited, though. I'm excited today. Now, this could change tomorrow that y- your daughter gets to participate in. She's at she's a soccer practice soccer these season. days. Are they normal soccer practice? Practices uh, no, or they haven't been normal. They couldn't kick a ball for the longest time because that could pass the COVID. Are you around. serious? Couldn't kick a ball. No ball. Can't share equipment. Are you serious? Can't share equipment. That's it. sharing equipment is kicking a ball. Uh, one of the high school football coaches I talked to said that this year centers are going to take the ball with them to the huddle. 
and referees are going to put a bean bag down so that referees right. don't touch a ball that you know theoretically yeah. twenty two players have touched. Yeah, no. So there we go. Uh, We're late in the podcast for me to tell you about our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, but that does not uh, diminish the fact that that is the best coffee you will find. And their mindset is one that if you're a Spielman and Hooley listener, uh, you have some degree of interest in the latter part of our podcast on faith. I think you'll want to support the mission of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, where they buy direct from growers in foreign countries. The grower gets more than they get when they go through the government and then those growers are mission-minded, and they plug the money back into their local communities. They've done great things in Indonesia, in Thailand, in Ethiopia, uh, soon buying from Ecuador. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, you get the best coffee, you support a great mission, and you get 15% off when you use the promo code WE Tackle Life in all caps. WE Tackle Life in all caps. Many repeat customers to Hemisphere who heard about it on the Spielman and Hooley podcast. The coffee stands on its own merits. Mr. Spielman loves it. How's your supply these days? It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's, All right. not, it's running a little low. I'll head on over to uh, Mechanicsburg one of these days and replenish because I think you've gone through, what, like four or five different batches here and four yeah. or five different flavors, House yeah. Blend, Jamaica Me Crazy, Hunter's Blend. Any others that come to mind? Uh, Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan Blend. You did the uh, yeah. House. Yeah, you said the so, House. So uh, mm-hmm. very good. K-Cups, light, medium, dark roast. They've got it all. Go to their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, and use that promo code, We Tackle Life in all caps. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. Um, I'm sure we have objections to our opinions voiced in the first 45 minutes of the podcast. The way to communicate that is via email, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. It's fine to rip us. We'll read the email. When you do, nominate somebody for COVID-19 relief. We give away $1,000 every Friday. That's funded by the sale of Chris's Big Ten championship rings from Ohio State yeah. and some of his other sports memorabilia. He felt a burden this year to give away $40,000. Uh, prayerfully uh, arrived at that decision, and we're following through on that. So nominate someone who's been laid off, who has economic yeah. peril in their life and because of COVID. I also want to acknowledge some of the partners that helped contribute to, mm-hmm. to that would be Volunteer Energy, which is a great company that I've been involved with. Uh over the years, the CBD. Spielman uh, CBD, CBD Health Collections or SpielmanCBD.com. You know, all that goes By in. By the way, you got your Channel 6 story last night on the uh, yeah. CBD affiliation. I did? I believe yeah. so. I saw Clay Hall's Twitter this morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Retweeted a link to that story. I'll retweet that on We Tackle. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everybody. Hemisphere contributed as well. Every, yeah, yeah, thank you. And I think, I mean, it's important to, to note that, that those companies that I've been involved with in some cases partners for a, a lot of years is that it's just been uh, they understand that mission that I have about what you give will grow and what you keep you will lose and so anything you know portions of partnerships that I do go into not only COVID but there's an, an amount of money that's designated every year that I've made a promise to myself for the last 20 years uh, to give to the breast center or to Stephanie's fund. There's 10% tithing that I have to do mm-hmm. with church that it's sometimes that number is hard to get to, <laughs> but you do, you know? And so, and it wouldn't be possible without the partners that I have and, and been involved with for many, many years. So. Yeah. And likewise, we appreciate our partners here. Uh, AUINFO.com yep. out of Akron. They uh, have the same kind of a mindset. They're the friend of small businesses throughout the state, licensed to help any small business If you have questions about the ever-changing compliance rules in the state of Ohio, what your legal rights are, 
how you can handle ticklish employee issues. You may have an employee who is uh, in a risk situation with COVID, and yet you need that person on site. AUI Info can counsel you with HR questions. They will help you attract the best employees by lining you up with the best health insurance for your employees. And again, it's a service that their compensation comes from the companies that they line you up with. So your cost is negligible to non-existent, but you get all the expertise and they maintain a relationship with you throughout your time with auiinfo.com so that they answer your questions. They're always available. Chrissy, Julie, Steve, great people at auiinfo.com. Ready to transition into the uh, faith portion of the podcast? I just wanted to share, in the spirit of what we talked about earlier, our mindset on COVID is that we acknowledge its danger, but we do not fear its consequences, possibilities, whatever, as they relate to us personally. We certainly don't wish ill on anyone else. Absolutely not. We want our families to come through this. We're not crazy. We don't have a death wish. I've had it in my family. You've had it in your family. But I just with it. I self quarantined for two weeks. I just was thinking about the source of if you want to call it strength, fine. There's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs twenty four ten. If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? Mm -hmm. You say, Well, Whose strength are you talking about? I'm not talking about my own. I have learned a long, long time ago that my strength is inadequate to handle the challenges of life, emotional, spiritual, physical. My strength is inadequate. It may prove inadequate if I'm afflicted with COVID, but it will not change the fact that my ultimate strength comes from my faith in Jesus Christ who has settled my eternal destiny by allowing me to claim his sacrifice at the cross and have my sins forgiven. So in answer to the question, when I tell you that my strength is not faltering, not because it's my own strength, but because as Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2 says, I lift my eyes up to the hills from where comes my help. That's where my help comes from. That's where my strength comes from. from. Uh, My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. If he made heaven and earth, and he did, he is more than capable of delivering me through any challenge in this life. Not always pleasant to endure the challenges. What Chris and his family went through with Steph, what many of you have gone through, Sure, it's it's crushing. But you need that rock to hold on to, that strength that allows you to continue, and that's where my strength comes from, and I highly, highly urge you. It is real, it is personal, it is tangible to me, and I long for all of you to have that. So I think Casting Crowns has a song called Praise You in the Storm. In the Storm. Yeah, yeah, and that verse is actually in that song. I don't know if you knew that or not. not. I know the song. It's a great song. Uh, but So, yeah, you can listen to it if you're going up to Cleveland today. Going up, yep. So you and I have said this, and since I um, have had the experience of COVID in my house, and um, I think it's important to share again. So when COVID was in our house, we took extreme precautions. Mm-hmm. Face mask in the house, right? Uh, desanitizing or sanitizing everything. Uh, after 
uh, quarantining or isolating the person into an area of the house. And then when she would go to another area, would make an announcement mm-hmm. so that everybody make sure they had their mask on and social distance. That's not living in fear. That's living responsibly. Mm-hmm. And after that whole experience and after talking to many people, and what angers me, this angers me, is that when people have an attitude about not living in fear, choosing to live as opposed to choosing to exist, then the people would then wish upon you death or destruction because of your mindset. They call you selfish. I call it selfish when you try to project your own personal challenges onto other people And you want the other people to have suffering while you're suffering. That could be the most selfish thing in the world. Everybody makes about a big deal about what about all the older people that you can affect. And that's when it comes into being respectful and responsible. Mm -hmm. I submit to you, Mr. Hooley, that if you were to take a survey of all the the older generation and the most people affected by this it can it, it I hear different numbers it can be 60 or over or 65 or over the surgeon general was on in two PSAs and one of them he said 65 and older and another one he said 60 and older um, I, the, the gentleman's name doctor's name escapes me Powell no um, I can see him I believe, yeah. I believe he's a naval officer yeah and so Jerome Powell. I yeah, think. if 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 you maybe it is if you would ask those people, how would you want me to live? Do you want me to barricade myself in my house? Do you want us to close everything down? Do you want us to wreak havoc on small business? Do you want us to recognize that suicides in this state have risen and we have a chance to do something about that, that abuse has risen and we can help stop that by trying to get back to as close to normal as absolutely possible? Or do you want us to stay locked down because you may be at a higher risk if we choose to get close back to normal? I submit to you that 95% of the older generation would say, what are you people doing? Yeah. What are you people doing? We don't know that, but I, my parents are both gone. I've said many times, I'm glad they don't have to deal with this, but I know this, my parents would not have gone without seeing their grandchildren for months and months and months and months because they knew where they were going. So they are now Jerome Adams is the surgeon general. So I would say this then, um, Bruce, that, so yes, they're living without fear. And the Monsignor Charles Pope, or interesting name for Monsignor. It is an interesting Maybe has name for the Monsignor. Asp- future aspirations. That's what I wondered. Pope Pope. <laughs> thank you. I, thank you for explaining my... The, um, Catholic humor. Yes. <laughs> Nothing like it. Yeah, yeah it's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of priests would get a good laugh at that one. Uh, no eye has seen, Bruce, or no ear has heard, oh, no yeah. mind is conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Corinthians 2.9. And so, you know, nobody wants to suffer. And I, I, 
my biggest wish, I wish nobody had cancer. I wish nobody would have metastasis and it start, and cancer starts eating your body away slowly. I don't wish COVID upon anybody, never would. Unlike some who, well, you get it in COVID and, you know, hope you die and suffer or have lifelong damages to your organs. Nobody wants that. No sane-minded person wants that. No. Just like no sane-minded person would be a proponent of racism or social injustice or any of that crap. Nobody wants that. But why I refuse, and you enlighten me today because you're right, because I was wondering there was something subconsciously. Why am I getting so frustrated? Why do I care so much? Well, it's because, you know, when somebody was dying in my life and they said no doom and gloom, I was motivated by that. Mm -hmm. When I see William White and I see ALS and the, and the effects that it's having on his body and his life and spirit are stronger, I was reminded of what Monsignor Pope said. Is our physical health so much more uh, important than our spiritual health? I was reminded again that I have to stand for truth. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And no eye is seen, no ear is heard, no mind is conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. Corinthians 2, 9. Excellent. Excellent verse. Uh, we thank you for joining us on this edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Remember, mark your calendar for noon Sunday, August 9th, the Legends of Ohio State Football ALS Ice Bucket Challenge featuring Urban Meyer, Jim Trestle, John Cooper, Greg Lashutka, the former mayor of Columbus, representing um, Earl Bruce and Woody Hayes. Spiels will be emceeing. Go to bit.ly backslash OSU Ice Bucket Challenge to donate and create a world without ALS, uh, which is currently afflicting Chris's teammate at OSU and the Lions, William White. Uh, we want to remind you about our friends at Willis Spangler Starling. If you need an attorney firm, they are the attorney firm that you need. Widespread expertise in all areas, personal injury, wills estate planning, workers' compensation. You name it, they can handle it. Willis Spangler Starling, attorneys in Hilliard, willisattorneys.com. We will be back on Friday when we will give away $1,000 in COVID-19 relief. Uh, we hope you all have a safe day. We hope you have uh, a meaningful day, and we thank you for your time here on the Spielman & Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. 